Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the Sports for Dummies podcast. We've had a very long time away from you. We're very sad. We've missed you a lot, but we are back and we are better than ever. Lewis Pierce is joining me now from across the... Not across the pond, across the... Country. <laughs> across the M, whatever. You're in, you're in Hertfordshire, right? St Albans. I'm indeed. Close, right. yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Norfolk, Kings Lynn. I don't know whereabouts that crosses intersection. A motorway's in there somewhere. Anyone listening that you know, if you're good at geography, because I'm good at geography when it comes to sports, so I can do all sports geography. If you're good at geography, let us know what is the middle point between St Albans and Kings Lynn? Where would that be? What does that equate to? What does mm. that mean? So we get, look, the podcast is already getting interesting. We haven't even got into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Lewis, we've obviously been away because we had America and then you had uni stuff on, I had work on. But we are back. Let's recap what you were doing in America, though, because you were there heavily for sports. So what did you see? So we watched, and I'm going to say soccer. I was going to start, but I was going to say soccer for people that in case. Soccer. Soccer. We did soccer, soccer, basketball, ice hockey, baseball, and we saw another ice hockey arena. So in total, we saw six different things, which was absolutely unbelievable. In a week's space as well, how we managed to fit all of that in, I couldn't tell you. It was unreal. The ice hockey and the basketball would appeal to me the most. I remember went to see my brother once and I didn't see it in real life. I was just watching the basketball on telly and I got really into it. That for me was a bit more exciting because I actually know what the, I know what's going on in the sport. Say with baseball, I know all sports, but I don't have a following. I don't know what they, I don't really know them inside and out. So watching it had a different effect. What, you know what interesting, Hope, in terms of ranking of like interest, for me, it would have gone basketball, then football, then ice hockey and then baseball because the foot you know, like of course basketball loads of fun my favorite sport football too i have that passion with i can connect to the fans and, and he obviously means soccer when he's saying football fyi yes soccer yes but the interesting so there were two things i was surprised about so the ice hockey was fun but it's very very intense so there's not char- like people so it's like watching so there's no it's chance quite violent people- isn't it yeah, but it's, it, you know, the way I'd compare it, if I had to give it like, if I had to put a spin on it for people in Europe that would compare to understand, it's like a, it's like a tennis. So you have to be respectful. So you can chant and cheer and stuff, 
But a lot of the time it's focusing on the game, what's going on, because it's so high speed and, and there's so many different things happening at once. It's hard to actually have a laugh and stop and have fun. And the baseball was just one hour of baseball and three hours of drinking, which was very boring. So that was not, and it was very, very, very dull. And given as well, and this is a fun fact, I can't drink for anyone listening. So just to put that out there as a little disclaimer, so I didn't have any drinks, but my mates are over 21. Hope, I want you to guess how much do two beers cost at baseball, basketball, soccer, any of them? How much do you think two beers would cost in dollars? Oh, I, don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll be cheap or not cheap. Actually, we'll do it in pounds. How much do you think a pint was at a game in America? I'm going with 18 pounds. Between 15 and 18 pounds, you were dead on. Between 50, depending on the event. For so one beer? I had a, for one beer. I had a friend who spent 150 quid on beer because he was buying, he didn't even buy rounds, he bought for himself. He bought like, I don't know, six pints or whatever and it, it cost him like $160 at the baseball. It is... Is he I mean, a mug? Just wait till you finish the baseball. Yeah. But overall, it was an amazing trip. And my favorite thing, actually, that I got to experience of all the sports and all the events, there was one highlight for me. I got to watch New York City FC in their equivalent of the Champions League semi-final. Now, the reason why it was so good was because the majority of fans there were Hispanic. So it was actually like being at, um, at a South American game. It was as if we'd gone to one of the teams in Argentina or Brazil or Colombia. The fans were absolutely bonkers. I have never seen celebrations. We literally got absolutely soaked in beer. I went flying. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. And I speak a very, I speak a very, like a, a little bit of Spanish. I don't speak a lot. So I can say some words and I can often understand what people say, but I can't always respond back. Anyway, I had a very slight conversation with a Peruvian man who was telling me all about their team and his favorite player. Because lots of people from South America, Hope, will often wear flags to games. So he was wearing his Peru flag. The boys had their Brazilian flag. So it, and they had all the drums. And it was like, it was like going to like... Oh, how nice. Yeah, it was brilliant. Anyway, enough about me and the sport. Hope, how was America for you? Yeah, mine wasn't so much the tourist stuff. Because I've been to New York before a couple of times. I only yeah. went into New York one day this time. Really? Yeah, literally one day. We went wow. on the um the bit near the the bit near Chelsea Market where there's the waterfront and they've got this new like oh. garden that's like really weird, like maze in the garden is like on a sky and they went on the was, skyline. Was it any good? The garden was a bit disappointing, but the skyline oh. was good. Although I've done it before, so it wasn't like, oh my god, this is great. And actually it's really weird now because I've been a couple of like I haven't been like a I'm not like a seasoned New Yorker. But because I've been, I was walking around and thinking, I recognise this street. I know where I am. Like, it was weird getting your bearings in a place that's so far away. Um, but my time was just all about family. Like, we spent the first few days in Spring Lake, which is like a monopoly town. It's like Sims. All the houses are like Sims houses. Wow. Not joking. It's like balcony here, back Huge mansions. And it's all like, obviously... The men, I want to say, go to work to be bankers or whatever in the city, yeah, and, and their housewives are staying at home. That is a sweeping statement. I'm sure there's some hardworking women there too, but for the majority of the time, that's what it felt like. Very desperate housewife esque. It's a very traditional. It was very, very, very traditional, like family values, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. The house was yeah. insane, though, Lewis. I'm not joking. Oh, it looked unreal. No, you're the you. You had a bath or something that looked absolutely. I had a steam room in the house. <laughs> Like what the hell? And the um, the bathroom like this is like a, t a little touch, but they had like these jars, right? Right. And in one jar you had loads of earbuds, in another jar you had loads of cotton pads. Then you had loads of hairbands in the last one. Oh, I stole about ten thousand because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I need some of them. 
But it was like the little touches like that. Like you don't get that yeah. normally. Like a little touch. Um, went into the beach. The beach was gorgeous. The sand was so white. And then we went into Jersey City for the second half of the holiday. And obviously we were there for my brother's wedding. And it was just the most insane, best wedding I've ever experienced in my life. It was so good. And I cried, Lewis, so bad. Really? I, I could not stop crying. So we were all, the bridesmaids got ready in a hotel. Okay. We were all standing round and we had to do like the reveal where my sister-in-law came out in her dress. Yeah. Bearing in mind, her mum's there, her sister's there, her cousins, her friends from her childhood. I was the only one that cried when I saw her. I was like, oh, she looks so beautiful. <laughs> Everyone was like, are you all right? And I was like, no. So makeup going everywhere. And then the ceremony, Lewis, it weren't like a little tear or a little sniffle. My eyes were bright red. Oh, hope. I tell you what, I know. Do you know what? When you see, but when you see family like that in that, is it, when you see family like that in that moment, it makes complete sense. I understand. I mean, and I was just looking at my big brother and I was just thinking, I'm so proud of you and I love you so much and you're just so in love. And I was, everyone, was la- everyone was laughing at me. My, li- my little cousin kept looking at me and sniggering. And I was going, I was like, shut up. Because <laughs> my eyes were bright red by the time. And they've got like a right. video made of the wedding. And of course, the oh, videographer right. caught me crying so i'm like bright red face sniffing everywhere but it was amazing i loved it now whilst we've been away there's been a lot of sport happening it's been very exciting times liverpool doing very well at the moment lewis let's go for our first story story number one that is right we're going to talk it's only right it's only right we do it's only right we do the champions league final is set exactly it's only right hope the champions league final has been set up so nicely because it's liverpool against real madrid on the 28th of may in paris a saturday night and the funny part is unintentionally planned i'm in paris on the day of the final you're not i am oh man are you buzzing i'm working why are you there i'm working at the french open so i'm working so i'm working how did you get that I am going there to work on the French Open, so I'm doing logging. So I'll be like, you know, mapping all of the key events in, in games and stuff. But basically, the reason, Hope, was the Champions League final was set up to be played in St. Petersburg. So I obviously, we didn't think anything of it at the time of booking Paris because we booked this months ago. Then when the invasion happened into Ukraine, they then obviously pulled all things out of Russia. And one of the events, of course, was the Champions League final. So that had been moved to Paris. And funny enough, it ha- just so happens that I'm there on the day. So it wasn't planned. Hope I want you to guess as well, right? This is a fun fact too. We're going, bearing in mind that everything now has got more expensive. I want you to guess how much roughly a hotel is now from Friday night to Sunday night in Paris because of the Champions League final. 400? At least uh, roughly, and and again, I'm sure you could find it cheaper if you stayed somewhere. Like, but a standard like hotel is about five thousand pounds. Are you joking? Hope the Ibis we're staying in, the, the hotel that we're doing for the last, has, I think I don't even know, I don't even know how many octuples. I don't even know what you'd flipping call it. It was so big. It the the value of it has absolutely exploded because of the Champions League final. And that's what happens. It is so expensive. I mean, that's good for business, but that's a little bit cheeky. Oh, hope. 
it is it's really a little bit. Bad. I mean, it's a very a very cheeky five thousand pound. Are you having a laugh? It is, but it is what an experience that will be. Hope this final has been set up in one of the most like special ways. Again, the Champions League has not disappointed this season. It has been unbelievable on both parts. Uh, difficult one to call for the final, and we won't make any predictions just yet. We can save that before before I head off to Paris. Uh, but I but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, did you watch the, either Liverpool games? Either the I home watched both. Game? Oh yeah, come on. I watched. I watched the. Um, it was Villarreal, right? Villarreal, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. watched both legs. Oh wow! The second match, the first yes. first half, was very stressful, Lewis. I'm sure you felt the stress too. It was because me and you messaged before, like, "Come on, you Reds!" And then I was thinking, "Have we jinxed it? Have we genuinely jinxed the game?" But they came out and they sorted themselves out. Very proud of them. Um, but it was a sticky situation. And I also watched Man City and Real Madrid. Royale. Real Madrid. Yes. That's it. God, so many names. Talk- we we'll talk about Liverpool first. No, so that's right, Hopes. So that first half of Liverpool when we played a Villarreal in the second leg, we were just dire. I think that's the worst we played all season. We were absolutely terrible. I, like we, we were completely lacklustre. There was no energy. But as soon as they got into it, I think as soon as it kicked off, it was obvious they were going to score. The momentum was with them. Their fans were behind them. We had no foothold in the game. The moment just, they scored that... Yeah, yeah, I just felt like our defence... Like, the obvious thing was going to be that they were going to be trying to score. So why wasn't our defence stronger? Well, that's, that's the same could be argued for like Real Madrid. It's the same thing. It's like, why didn't Man City hold out that lead? You know, that they played so casually until that point. I mean, they had lots of chances, but I mean, the Liverpool game was unreal. The second half, Luis Diaz comes on and he he is hope. Luis Diaz. Sensational. He is tasty. He is an absolute. <laughs> He's like is, a KFC boneless banquet. He's packed full of sauce. That's what I'd say. He's packed full of sauce. He is unreal. Oh, he's more he like a donut. On. He's a jam donut. You bite into it, squirts in your mouth. Happy days. <laughs> is that what he's like? It's like whatever dish you're dreaming of now that you want in your head. If right now outside, I want some ice cream. Luis Diaz delivers exactly what you hope. He comes on and he changes the game. He was insane. We're 22 days away, Hope, from completing the quadruple. <sighs> I really hope it happens. My sister has said that if we win the quadruple and the World Cup, she's going to retire from watching football because she wants to go out on a high. She's got really into it, Lewis. She never used to like it. And now she like, her friends were around the other day and Liverpool about to kick off. She kicked him out of the house. I'm not joking. Oh she my out days. of the house and said, football's on. You've got to go now. What's her name? My, my sister. Yes. Millie. Millie, like complete respect for that. It's a good decision to make. <laughs> Kick him out. Yeah. See you later. But I, hope I don't know. I, I, I hope they do. But my my dad doesn't think they will, which I don't like his attitude, quite frankly. I mean, in fairness, hope we still have the Premier League to go and the FA Cup final. So there is a it's there's a long way off. You know, I think a lot of fans are getting way too optimistic, way too hopeful. Of course, we can believe and we can dream, but I think a lot of fans are just kind of expecting it to happen that we're going to waltz through all of these games. And actually, it's because currently we're not even top of the league. You know, currently we're second in the Premier League. So even if we win the FA Cup and the Champions League as it stands, we ha- we still are not top of the Premier League. So we need a, a, one team to beat Man City, and we need to continue our form. Um, but hope I a think very we fun. Could. No, we absolutely no. We have, no hope. We have, there is definitely a chance, like in anything, like when Leicester won the league in football, anything can happen. But I think we'll come back to Real Madrid in a minute because hope. This is a fun fact for you. So we are the second team in football history to play every single eligible game this season. So we played every single game possible in the in a Premier League season, or in English in English football. I want you to guess the only other team that's ever completed it. Tottenham. No, back in 1981, it was Liverpool who did the same thing. And that 
was a fun... trick question, Lewis. No, 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 you just wait. You, no, 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 trust me. Because we actually won the European Cup beating Real Madrid in Paris. So it's <gasps> all set up again to be exactly the same thing. But this time, instead of just winning that, we win everything. History repeats itself. It's like when you have flares years ago, <laughs> they come back in fashion. I thought, because we're talking about football, I thought you meant flares like football fans. No, I'm talking what? jeans, Lewis. I'm talking jeans. the flare jeans that everyone thought, throw them out, they're done. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. What is story number two? Now, we're going to mix it up a bit here. We're going down a different, a different alley. We're going from sports to sports viewership. We are talking about a report that was published by the Women's Sport Trust, which officially has announced that through April 15th, 2022, so from the 1st of January until that point, a record 17.9 million people have watched women's sport in comparison to last year, where the record was set at 6 million. So actually, interestingly, the top three um, sports that made it up, so it was the Women's Super League with 58%, that's women's football, the Women's Six Nations at 25%, and then the Arnold Clark Cup, which is football for, um, it was uh, international football. That was at 24%. Who is Arnold Clark? In truth, I actually don't know. Do you remember I... that show, Hey Arnold? Yes. That was a Maybe class named... show. Maybe he's named after that? The little, was he ginger, strawberry blonde? Hey Arnold! <laughs> With his, and he had hair that kind of like, he had yeah, like, and he had like a like zigzag wing. hair. Yeah. yeah. I reckon Stevie yeah. Griffin was made based on that because they had the do, same head. Do you think? Copyright. I was a bit too young for Hey Arnold. It was slightly out of my time. Yeah, and I, to be fair, I only had Sky at my grandma's house, so I actually used to just watch BBC, so I would actually watch Arthur. Hey, DW! Whoa! But there you go. No, Hope, it's really good news for women's sports. So actually, it's fantastic that the average viewing time per person has actually doubled from last year, from 68 minutes viewership to 122 minutes. And I think the main thing this comes down to at the end of the day, as we've said before, whether it's women's football or just general sports, is funding and and televising games because actually the more there is on telly for people to watch the more people tune in if you've got you know the occasional match of something you're going to go no i'm never going to watch that but now that women's super league or the six nations for women are on television people are more inclined to go great i'll tune into that than instead yeah. of just going oh it's on once a month i won't tune in you know when it's on so as actually it's really really exciting and it's great for women's sport and i just hope that it can uh, it could just kick start a really big revolution in terms of viewership figures and it will continue to increase well, also, it, it kind of, no, not kind of, it also encourages the next generation because yeah. representation is so important in all walks of life. So if young girls are seeing that on telly, they can think, oh, I can do that too. Uh, I think Arsenal women's done well the other day. I We were flicking through the channels, me and my friend, and the score was 3-0, I think. Yes, they beat Tottenham for the North London derby. That's exactly actually, hope, funny enough, that was the night when no, when Real Madrid were playing Manchester yeah. City. And yeah. I was on the train home. And at the time when we got on the train, there was obviously no signal. And it was 1-0 Real, it was 1-0 Man City. And we'd gone in the tunnel. So we're going through. It's the 85th minute. And we get up the other side and there's this scream. And I'm standing quite far back on the train and there's this scream. They're all Arsenal fans. They'd all come from the North London derby to see Arsenal win. And this bloke screams, it's 2-1 Real Madrid. And so all of these fans, literally all piled down to this guy's little phone that he's got it set up. I saw on. this on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's got his phone set up and we were all standing around his phone watching the game. And obviously in the end they won, which was brilliant. Hope on to story number three. We're talking about a man who is from Argentina, one of the most famous footballers of all time, 
popped up in the news this week about his football shirts. Do you know anything about this? No. Okay. That's well, there you go. This is something I can teach you. Because Hope Mar do you know a man called Diego Maradona? Didn't he pass away? He did. He passed away two years ago. Yeah, I remember it on telly and my dad was really sad because apparently he was a, a brilliant player. Yes. So Hope, you may or may not know this story actually, but basically England are playing Argentina in the quarterfinals of the World Cup in, in 1986. Now, this was four years on from the Falklands War, which was of course between England and Argentina, which we don't need to go into. But there was this game going into this football match, there was... It was one of the biggest games ever. I mean, it is one of the biggest games of all time because it was more than just football. There was culture on the line and two countries. You know, there was a rivalry, a real fierce rivalry between teams. Now, Maradona scored this very infamous goal that's gone down in the history of time. There were two. He scored two goals that game. So Argentina won 2-1. The first goal he scored, you may have heard of, is referred to as the hand of God. Do you know about this goal? No, I don't know anything you're saying right now. I didn't even know there was a war. This game was one of the biggest in, in both countries' histories. And Maradona scores this goal. The first goal to open the scoring to make it 1-0. But he handballed it into the goal. So the ball comes across and the referee was in an awkward angle. And he made it out like he headed the ball, but he whacked it in with his arm. <gasps> and it was really obvious that he'd handballed it and the referee didn't see. And we didn't have VAR then. No, you had no. We we had no form of any any t like communication between referees and any any third officials or whoever. And then he also scored what is known as the greatest goal of the century. So, hope I'll send you a link, and I'm sure you can put in that. You could put in the audio here. I'll, you can clip it because when you hear the the commentator speak, you realise how in like he literally picked up the ball and he dribbled through the entire team. I mean, he literally beat. Every single player and scored. It's it's the best goal of all time. I mean, that's what people know it as the best goal of all time. And, uh, that ball was played through to him, but here's Maradona again. He has Burchaga to his left and Valdano to his left. He doesn't. He won't need any of them. Oh, you have to say that's magnificent. There is no debate about that goal. That was just pure football genius. And the crowd in the His shirt, Hope, from this game was being sold this week. So Maradona's 1986 shirt from that specific game was being sold. I want you to guess how much the shirt sold for. 1.5 mil? 7.1 million pounds. <sighs> it was predicted to go for between 4 and 6 million and it went for 7.1. Now, to give you some context, too, about this and how how expensive that is in, in memorabilia Oh, cool, that's a little bit sickening considering there's so much wrong with the world. It's quite mental, Hope. It, it is. But it makes you realise, too, actually how important this shirt was because the previous record was set by baseball New York Yankees player called Babe Ruth, one of the most iconic baseball players of all time. His shirt back in 2019 sold for, sold for 4.4 million. So this is, this is above and beyond any level of money like this is crazy 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 money and a, a man called steve hodge it's quite a fun story actually but steve hodge sw um, swapped shirts with him at the end so he got maradona's shirt maradona had his shirt and you know pe people would have kind of thought kind of nothing of it he, he he owned it and he lent it out to a manchester a manchester museum for football um steve hodge did yes this man called steve hodge steve hodge is a clever man <laughs> Oh, hope Steve Hodges made some serious, serious dollar. So Steve so Hodges now got the seven point one mil. Yes, he'll have seven point one million pounds sitting <laughs> in his bank. Yeah, 
which is wow. mental. So, so I hope there you go. So that was the biggest story of the week that Maradona's shirt broke all the records in terms of actual sales for things in terms of like actual like um, shirts that is above and beyond anything people would have expected. Because I remember talking to my mates and we were like, oh, it might go for four and a half million, it might go for five. And when you see it start to go above six, you're thinking, right, this is getting into serious, serious money now. Now, interestingly, and again, we won't speculate, but this is just a fun little fact for you in case you were wondering who bought it. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Yeah, this is the thing. So I thought this too. So the buyers have remained anonymous, so no one actually knows who they are. But there is some report claiming they have a link to the Middle East and they're connected with Manchester City. Now, no one really knows how true that is. And I'm sure at some point it will be announced who the buyers were because it, legally the documents will have to be announced somewhere of who bought the shirt. Um, but there you go. So Steve Hodge basically has pulled in £7.1 million. I have a feeling that Banksy was the one who bought it. <laughs> Maybe you never know. You, you look, hope that, that never you, you know. never know. But I mean, either way, what are your thoughts? Hope seven, would you pay? Okay. Would I pay seven? Yeah, I would love to have seven million pound lying around. I've got Liverpool signed shirts there, but they certainly didn't cost me seven million pounds. So that's the difference. Although, hope what you will, what you will think about too is again, you never know. The buyers might have been Argentinian, and if they are, that has a, that has a significance mm. to their culture. I did find it weird though. There was a bit of a rumor that went around that again I won't speculate on, but there was some rumor saying that the a national museum in Argentina and various other Argentinians had been really upset by it because they feel that because obviously it's a shirt for Argentina, they should just own that. They they should have rights to the shirt. Yeah, they shouldn't yeah. be you know, in possession. I mean, it's fair for Steve Hodge. I can see Steve that. Hodge. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess, it, I, I, for me, I thought it was fair for Steve Hodge because he, you know, he got the shirt. That was it. He he swapped the shirt and that's end of. And it's ended up being worth loads. But to sell it on, I'm a bit like, you know, I have mixed feelings around it. But either way. Yeah, but then if you had know. something that was worth seven million. Hope, why would you ever say no? If you've got a shirt. Well, that's what that I'm saying. Why would you, you yeah. wouldn't say, yeah. here's, here no. you go, museum. No, there you go. So that hope is Maradona's shirt. And that wraps up this episode. So you never know, maybe in the future, we'll have to keep our eyes on the prize. And there might be a shirt in the future that might be worth more. You never know. Maybe our shirts will be worth that much one day. There we go. And on that merry note, what a lovely episode it has been. It's been so good to be back here with you, Lewis. I've missed your little face. Hope it's been class. I miss you too. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do give us some love on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a little review and a five-star rating. It really helps us get the word out. So that would be wonderful. And of course, we have also got that um, the collection pot, which just allows you to give us a little bit of a donation, if you fancy, 50p, whatever, um, to help us invest back in the podcast so we can like buy mic muffs and go to events and all of that whatever stuff. So just if yes. you want to. Yes, everyone, thank you very much. We will catch you again next week for another big, big episode wrapping up all the latest sporting news and drama. Sports for Dummies podcast. Yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.